0: Hello and welcome to Beat My Guest, I'm your host AJ Bass. Beat My Guest is a trivia podcast where each episode one guest will take up residence in the torturous hot seat and attempt to prove that their Mensa membership was no fluke. The rules? Well, they tend to change from time to time in order to keep my guests on their tones. But for the current version of the game, the rules are about as simple as they can get. Only one question will be asked, only one answer will be required, get it right? you win all the glory, get it wrong, you win all the shade. So welcome to a podcast that is guaranteed, much like our theme song, to be about eh, 75% true, and join the millions of people who are playing along at home, hoping that they too can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. The Samurai has returned, folks. Here is Heather Hurley, how are you?
1: Hello, I am delighted to be back with that sort of introduction. I feel like I can only be a letdown, but, you know, <laughs> I will I will aim for the glory and not think about the, the possibility of defeat and embarrassment, as always.
0: Sure. I mean, you know, I know ever since the Rob Lowe uh, meeting that uh, my hosting is always going to be a second, poor man's second fiddle there.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, second fiddle to Rob Lowe is something anyone could aspire to, so...
0: I, I suppose. I, I suppose there's there's worse things to do than to be. Uh, what would that be, Judd Nelson? Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to be chill this summer. You all said right, it anyway. about me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. More like Emilio, probably. But uh, you, Heather. How about the How about the elevator pitch? The the thumbnail sketch. Just let the people know who you are. If they don't know what all this samurai talk is about or anything else, be the you you want to be sure well
1: i am heather hurley i live in the washington dc area i work for the federal government and insert joke here about i tell you what i do but i'd have to kill you which is not actually true i am literally one of those boring bureaucrat types i currently work at the national science foundation um not doing science i am not a scientist but i do some of the business and administrative boring paperwork that helps the scientists do their thing um but in my uh that's my day job in the, uh, the, the night hours, my side hustle is game show stuff. Been on a few game shows. Um, the Samurai thing, uh, which AJ was alluding to, is Mental Samurai, a show that I was on a couple years ago, and won the whole dang thing, which was a really great time, and met Roblo in the process, which is not too shabby of a side prize. Um, most recently, I was on You Bet Your Life in syndication earlier this year in 2022 that also went well a very different experience but you know just reminds you of the whole spectrum of game shows and television shows and whatnot that are out there these days so if you're looking to have a little bit of amusement maybe win a little bit of something something you know check out those casting notices everybody
0: yeah who's hosting that show these days
1: it is uh, Jay Leno and then accompanied as always as apparently is in his life contract by Kevin Eubanks his former band leader
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought that, that, you know, it's an interesting uh, history of the hosts of that program (laughs) in terms of their, uh, you know, uh, shall we say reputations uh, later in life.
1: I will say that uh, as someone who grew up watching The Tonight Show with my dad and enjoying headlines and jaywalking and all of the bits, I enjoyed greatly getting to be in the same room with Jay Leno. I think my dad would have gotten a kick out of that. So that was a big no, 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 part no, of no. it for
0: me. That's fine. I, that was not casting any aspersions on, on the chin himself. No, it, uh, it was more of on the, uh, his predecessor uh. I <laughs> that show, Mr. Cosby. <laughs> so much, much better, uh, probably uh, incarnation there uh i'm sure uh you wouldn't want to bet anything against mr cosby but anyway yeah <laughs> i'm anything. glad
1: i don't have to explain well i met bill cosby that one time oh <laughs> how did it go let's talk about something else
0: <laughs> no, you see, yeah, uh all right no 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 none of that nonsense here no no we are good clean family program here uh here's how it's gonna work out. it's very simple as i said one question all that's gonna be before you question is the same every single episode of this format it's pretty much uh, i'm going to give you four facts and i've already lied to you because i'm actually only going to give you three facts one of those facts that i said was a fact is in fact a fiction and not a fact at all so the question for you by the end of the episode is you have to tell me which one of the four is the fake which is the fiction which is the fable uh, you probably will utter a few other f-words along the way if i've done my job properly and disguised it well enough? Eh, we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, as far as which quartet of, uh, of tidbits we're going to pull from, I'll leave that up to you and uh, give you three categories that you can choose from. We're getting late in the season, folks. You may be hearing some of these categories repeated uh, here as far as they were turned down in the past. Eventually all of them will have to be taken, but we're still in the phase of the game where you do have a choice and three to choose from, and uh, please ponder, muse, And then tell me what you think about the following three categories. We have nomads. We have one and done. And we have, I'd love to break a leg. Nomads, one and done. I would love to break a leg. I'd love to know which one you're going to pick. Heather, this being an audio medium, let me into your mind.
1: Yeah, these are all very interesting to me. Um let's see i well i have to say what i'm gonna probably lean no let me let me let me tease it out a little bit so nomads i actually um i'm being introduced to the concept of digital nomads in the workplace people who you know kind of travel about living temporarily here and there because their jobs are now fully remote and they are able to i guess overcome that jet lag and deal with the different time zones and just enjoy living their best lives and i tip my hat to those people as someone who very happily has her own bed and her own bathroom all of the time. So I'm going to leave nomads for um, another person on another day. I am also intrigued by I'd love to break a leg because as someone who is very, very weak arms and also just not generally aggressive in that way, um, I I like to embrace that universe where there is a Heather who is someone who would without um, you know, who would very seriously say, I- I'd love to break a leg. But uh, also, that could be something show busy, which is interesting, of course, saying break a leg instead of good luck. I mean, we've got to go with these show busy superstitions because I believe it was at the Oscars that someone said the word Macbeth in the theater and we all know what happened after that at the 2022 Oscars. So please people do not use words like Macbeth and good luck in the theater, do use words like break a leg. That being said I think I'm going to go with the category of one and done in honor of my Jeopardy appearance in which unlike Ken Jennings or Amy or any of the beloved Jeopardy! longtime returning champions, I was in the one and done
0: camp. One and done, please. And, and nothing wrong with that. I mean, just the fact that you had the one was uh, very, very, uh, you know, kudo worthy. Uh, not everybody uh, gets to even get to the one, even though, uh, you know, we previously had uh, just a few episodes back, Alex Jacob, who did many more than one before he was done, as he felt uh, the need to tell me. on more than one occasion during the episode. I kid, Alex. I love you. <laughs> I love you. But humble. Humble is important. Anyway. uh, Cool. One and done. Here's how. <laughs> I don't know how much of that I'm leaving in, but, you know, I give myself the, the option. I anyways. love it. <laughs> He's a good guy. Uh, I will explain uh, what the category is about in just a second. But to remind you, I'm going to read the four facts to you one at a time after each one. It is your job to... Uh, Be a master inquisitor, Uh, you know, delve, try and uh, suss out uh, where you think I might be trying to trip you up, ask for clarifications, Uh, you know, the time is yours to kind of to tell the truth me, and see if I am indeed telling the truth with each and every fact, when the four facts are done, then you can make your final decision, also the thing that makes the fiction a fiction is not going to be some nitpicky thing. I'm not trying to get you, even though I am trying to get you. I'm not trying to get you. So the thing that's wrong is not I'm not going to say, hey, this happened on a Tuesday and then go, oh, it was actually a Wednesday. <laughs> You're wrong. Uh, whatever it is that it makes it the fiction is uh, significant enough that in retrospect, you'll go, oh, yeah, that's, that's not what he was saying at all. So with that understood,
1: are you ready to go? I am ready.
0: Excellent. Okay. So uh, one and done. Uh, these are going to be uh, uh, this is a category that's near and dear to my heart. I think uh, one and done is all about uh, television programs. Uh, we're one and done. Uh, pretty much they aired an episode and that's pretty much it. And we'll learn about that uh, as we go here. Much like your appearance, <laughs> like the tenure on, on um. Jeopardy, one and done. Yeah, you were kind of prescient there with your uh, your music. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Facts number one Australia imported British hypnotist Peter Powers for a candid camera like program with several short vignettes of wacky hypnosis based scenarios that would play out. On October 15th, 2015, the lone aired episode featured a speed dating event where a man met. and decided to marry an alpaca right there on the spot. Unaired episodes were to feature two heterosexual women being hypnotized to, quote, get gay married, and convincing a guy that he was doing yoga with, wait for it, one of the Kardashians. Are you laughing yet? Didn't think so.
1: You know, my strategy coming in was let me listen to the anecdote as AJ tells it and then spot the little thing that he shoehorned in there, not the technicality thing, but the little thing that he shoehorned in there that just makes it beyond the. Beyond belief, just obviously, this is the ridiculous, false story. And so I'm, I've got my little post-it to take notes here, and I wrote down the word alpaca, and I said certainly not, because those folks in in learned league know that llamas and alpacas are a bit of a thing with us. And so I said, oh ho ho, he's trying to make this story just a little cutesy by putting in the animal. Then we then we honestly we we pivoted hard also into the gay marriage thing, and then yoga witha and yoga witha would have gone. number of ways Um, and it yeah I I was I was just waiting for it and then you know it went to the Kardashians and honestly all of this sounds Completely ridiculous. Other than the premise of a hypnosis TV show, having seen a mentalist in real life, I am, I can, it's very entertaining and certainly very interesting to see how people's brains work and is it real? Are they just playing around? What's going on there? So I'm, I'm liking sort of the contours in general of this as being real, but some of those specifics are difficult to stomach. So I, I am un—I am undecided on this one, but um, if this turns out to be one of the true, true ones, boy, there's a lot to pick through there.
0: Fair, fair point. Uh, Is the uh, mentalist that you saw just out of curiosity someone uh, I would have heard of, or just a local uh, yokel, as it were?
1: The guy was named Darren Brown. I think he's. Oh, I love
0: Darren. Love Darren Brown. Darren Brown is fantastic. Uh, seen many of his uh, specials on the YouTube, particularly like uh, the show called Enigma. So if you haven't seen Enigma, it is well worth the uh, hour and a half uh, watch on the YouTube.
1: Duly noted,
0: I, I also used to work with a, a, a more local uh, American uh, mentalist named Mark Salem. Not, not as big uh, uh, on the Darren Brown level, but uh, he befriended me after I didn't fall prey to his simplest of tricks that he shows people because he knows that everyone's going to answer the exact same way, and he likes the people who don't answer the same way. So he, he, would, uh, he would say, okay, I want you to think of a country that starts with the letter D. Got it in your head? Okay, now take the second letter of that country and think of an animal that starts with that letter. Okay. Now... I want you to think of that animal, the color of that animal in real life, like just you know a, a color that that animal would be. Don't don't do anything outlandish or crazy like that. Just the normal. All right, you're picturing all that in your head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, don't be foolish. There are no gray elephants in Denmark, is what he would say. Did I get it? I did, but apparently you did not. No, I said I I, I said that it was an orange jaguar in Djibouti, and he says, <laughs> and he was like, ooh. You and I are going to be friends.
1: I love a great friendship based on the silent letter D. <laughs> well,
0: wow, you know, there's so many out there. Of course, the one that happened in Unchained was not exactly... <laughs> Tale as old as time. Yeah, anywho. All right, I distracted you there, and I was just because I, I I was hoping it was Darren Brown, because I love Darren Brown. But uh, uh, any uh, anything else you want to delve on this one, or are you ready to... You know, you don't have anything to balance this this story against yet, so we could go on, but I'm I'm happy to linger if you want.
1: I think that my post-it on this one is sufficiently noted, so I'd like to move on to the next one.
0: Excellent. Let us do so. Fact! Number two. It was August 13th, 2002, and Animal Planet tried out back-to-back episodes of a brand-new scripted sitcom called Beware of Dog. Jack is a bearded collie who was adopted by the Poole family. Although to everyone on the show, Jack is just an ordinary dog, the audience hears Jack's point of view via narration provided by voiceover actor Park Bench. The pair of episodes saw Jack fake an injury so that the family would take him home and earn his keep by saving son Mark from a neighborhood gang. Obviously, after the hour was over, so was the show.
1: Now, as a regular listener to the program, I am encountering firsthand what I also encounter as a listener, which is upon the revelation of fact, and I'm air quoting fact number two, you have the startling realization that one of these actually is true. That's <laughs> that that just hits you right right in the giblets. So let me let me see here. So 2002. I was definitely, that's the year I graduated high school, so I was definitely watching TV, aware of TV. I don't recall this specific thing. That doesn't necessarily mean it isn't real. Scripted for Animal Planet. I don't know that they do a lot of scripted even now, so that I find maybe a little suspect, but maybe it was because this one show went so horribly wrong that they said we've got to stick to reality, such as it is. I do want to pick or confirm... Did you say voiceover act a voiceover actor named Park Bench? And is yes. that if so, is that spelled as in the the objects Park and
0: Bench? It is spelled exactly as you would uh, guess. Yes.
1: Well, I'm still I'm definitely still reserving judgment on this one. But the the name Park Bench, whether as a chosen um, stage name or as a parent given birth name. That, um, you know, let's put that into contention in the the name of the year contest that happens every year on the internet, because Park Bench, that's, that's one that sticks with you. So, wow, I don't, uh, boy, I'm so now I'm trying to think, which is less unlikely to be real, the first one or this one? And there's definitely pros and cons for each, although I don't know that Animal Planet in 2002 was venturing out into scripted stuff beware of dog i don't know this i i I guess i i like this one a little bit less than i liked the first one so i i'm now leaning i'm leaning we'll see how this this emotional roller coaster goes but i am now leaning that the untrue or alternative fact is the second one but i know i believe i have two more to go so we shall
0: see absolutely and uh you know uh, we'll see if you get a little more clarity uh, on this one or if perhaps uh we just muddy the waters a little bit more with facts number three on september 30th 1990 british sitcom heil honey i'm home aired its only episode while the creator wanted to parody american sitcoms and their willingness to turn any stupid idea into a show using the same old tired tropes, the idea of Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun plotting to kill their Jewish neighbors was simply beyond the pale for the viewing public. Of course, seven years later, Eric Cartman will dress up as Hitler for Halloween and nobody will bat an eye.
1: Whatever that rule is about, if there's a thing on the internet, it will eventually bring up a Nazi reference. Um, well, here it has come to beat my guest, which is very interesting indeed. All right, now on this one, I may have to recuse myself a little bit because I believe I have actually heard of this. I listened to a podcast called Omnibus with um, Ken Jennings and John Roderick, and I think they either had an episode about this or mentioned this in an episode or something very similar to this concept. As I'll Completely outlandish, as it sounds. Certainly by 1990, I know the 90s were a different time. And, you know, 1990, we're still on a little bit of the 1980s hangover. But... um, Wow, everybody. Wow to all of the people who greenlit this idea and then went through the whole development and production and release process and thought, you know, this, this is a, this, we have a winner here. The, the, the comedic angles inherent in the Third Reich. And of course, I mean, there have been all sorts of interesting, works of art since then that have toyed with the concept either of a dictator or with Hitler himself. I mean in the movie JoJo Rabbit, right? That was a whole there was a whole thing there. So I'm not necessarily poo-pooing the 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 genre entirely. Obviously there there can be merit there depending on how you do it. But this one, I think, was again, I'm gonna say I think this one is real, is a true fact. And so um I I still am leaning with the fake one as being Animal Planet, but, oh boy, it's still, I I only really feel confident in this most recent one, number three, being true. So number one is still absolutely in the running, and I I have, I believe, number four yet to hear.
0: Yeah, number four yet to hear. We will let you hear number four. Uh, And we'll do that now. Fact! Number four. Perhaps in retrospect, it was a bad idea for ABC to name their new game show, Turn It Off. Most people who managed to tune into the show on February 5th, 1969, did indeed do just that. Hosted by Tim Conway, the object of the game was for contestants to listen to increasingly annoying sounds until they couldn't take it anymore and demanded that the show, Turn It Off. Apparently, the complaints started coming in immediately after the crying baby kicked off the first, and apparently last, round in the show's brief history, as several stations quit airing the show before the first commercial break.
1: Okay. Well, we now venture into a part of history... Um, where I was but a twinkle in my mother's eye so I don't I'm not gonna remember having heard of this firsthand or watched it firsthand, or should I say listened to it firsthand as would perhaps be more appropriate for this concept but as a as a game show and as a as a fan of game shows myself I've got to dig into this a little bit Um, and you know the um, the irony of a tv program being called turn it off um, reminds me of when the I, was it when the iPad was introduced and everyone said, oh, that's gross, that's weird, no one's going to want to talk about the word pad, it'll never work. And then of course cut to however many years later and everyone has multiple iPads and we spend all day staring into them. So the name itself being bad doesn't necessarily mean this is untrue because people give things terrible names all of the time. Just look at any elementary school class roster. All right, let me pick into, you said Tim Con- Johnway was the host. Indeed. Yes, and that's definitely a person that seems that would have been right for the time period and also the type of person who would have been perhaps tapped to host a game show. I don't know network-wise if he was an. Are you able to tell me if he had any other connections
0: to ABC? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, if Memory Serves... I mean, Carol Burnett was CBS, I believe, when that show aired, but I don't... I mean, that was later, certainly by a good decade. I don't know if he had an allegiance to any particular network at that time. Cannot say. Understood.
1: I'm just thinking of, of course, ABC still has a number of game shows in their fun in games category. And I'm just thinking of, for example, I like to tell the truth, which in its current iteration hosted by Anthony Anderson, who also has shows on ABC, Blackish, and everything else. And I actually come to think of it as also currently appearing on the. Law & Order original version reprise on NBC. So what the contracts with networks mean anymore, nothing. As long as you're not trying to strike up something with Quibi is the point.
0: (laughs) That's that's
1: a scam, people. Do not respond to that text message. You're going to end up in a bathtub with only one kidney. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) you had said it is the concept was sounds and then you were going to see how long people could tolerate the sounds now can you tell me were there contestants or was it just something played for a home audience
0: oh no no there were contestants it was uh you know much like uh i'd say probably very similar to the uh standard game shows at the time with two contestants uh you know at the podiums back you know back and forth almost I, i would say Almost a name that tune type scenario where uh, you know they'd have like uh, headphones on and you know when it was your turn to go into the uh, (laughs) into the hot seat. Hey, I'm going to brand the sucker, Uh, but you know your headphones would become activated with the sound and the time to see how long you could tolerate it. This is reminded at least. At least that was the goal because, like I said, they really only they aired one segment. I can't tell you if there was a bonus round, I can't tell you what they were planning, because literally about half the country's stations got so many complaints, they just took it off the air, uh, almost immediately. So I'm sure there is a a tape of the full episode that exists, because I'm sure they finished it. But, uh, you know, uh, they were still doing things live back then. Uh, I don't remember if this was live or not. uh, But certainly it it did not air. (laughs) All the way
1: through. Well, I love imagining how this would have gone because, you know, you'd have, back then, you know, when telephones, you called people on the telephone and it actually rang. I mean, I'm a millennial. My phone's been on silent since 1997. So I cannot attest to that. But I envision in the historical reenactment of this. of this happening where you'd have just all of the switchboard at the station you'd have a woman sitting there There'd be wires everywhere and all the lights would start flashing up and right and she'd you know be answering abc or whatever the local affiliate was and it'd be these people angrily complaining about the show and i love i love thinking through those sort of mad esque scenes of yesteryear i'm nostalgic for all of that even though i didn't live through it um i'm, in, I'm envisioning
0: and- lily tomlin
1: <laughs> sure.
0: With the sure. one ringy dingy. One, one ringy yeah. dingy. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. One ringy dingy. Lots of ringy dingies if this indeed is something that happened. And I guess what what makes me suspicious about this one is that sort of instantaneous nature of it. I mean, obviously if something like this happened today, you'd have that instant tweet storm and then you know the show would be hashtag cancelled right off the bat although even today I don't know that they would necessarily cut that live feed no matter the size of the Twitter tsunami I feel like they'd air it through and then sort of unceremoniously dump the remainder of the episodes on Quibi because content is content baby but um to to in this in the 60s which i mean far fewer people even had televisions at that time and just the idea of of getting calls to local affiliates because it's not like you can call 1-800-ABC and get abc main mainline, and then having those affiliates all sort of converge on um, making that decision to turn it off that all feels to me like a very 2020s way to address a problem that they wouldn't have done in the 60s. So this one also to me is starting to feel a little less factual than um 100%. Less than 100% factual. But then I look back at my other post-its on the other anecdotes and I see that 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 then means that Park bench is a real person in the world, and I don't know that I can countenance that reality either. So, I'm I'm torn here, and I guess so. What I can what I can say is that I definitely feel like number one, the the hypnotist show is real, and I definitely feel that Heil Honey is real, and that's a sentence I certainly didn't imagine myself ever saying. But here we are, and what I am am torn between is is. Beware of Dog, a scripted Animal Planet production uh, involving the services of one park bench, real? Or is a a game show, an audio assault of a game show called Turn It Off, real? And
0: I'm going to be honest, AJ, it's a quandary. And my work here has once again been successful. (laughs) But I am going to have to uh, press you a little bit. I mean, feel free to take a look. As long as you need but uh, you know i'm not gonna let you cop out and not make a choice well
1: there certainly is a part of me that says well done heather in narrowing it down to two and again i, I could still absolutely be wrong but i feel like i've narrowed it down to two from which to make my selection and as much as the Anarchist part of me says oh just flip a coin. Um, I do want to try to make a a reasonable logical guess I get you mentioned Mensa membership earlier I would be forfeiting my Mensa membership if I just left things to chance rather than to intelligence and I'm ear quoting for intelligence for sure there because wow. Um, let's give this. Let's give these anecdotes to um, a room full of Mensa people and see if we could suss it out, probably still not, probably still come down to uh, a bit of a toss up, but you do in fact need a single answer from me. I realize this and I am comparing the two post-its that I have and I am going to come down and I actually just showed the post-its for the radio audience at home. Um, I am going to say that the one that is not true is pause for dramatic effect i'm gonna say the one that is not true is the game show number four you think that the
0: fiction is turn it off hosted by tim conway
1: That's my answer, and I'm sticking to it reluctantly until you reveal to reveal to me.
0: Fair enough. All right. Well, let's. I mean, it's obvious where we're going to start in the reveal process since you eliminated it having heard about it. And and so, let us just confirm that British sitcom Heil Honey, I'm Home" is is a fact. Yes, that existed in the world. (laughs) Uh, Latest 1990. uh, You know. In theory. Here we go. In theory. Like, you know, there really sh- is there anything that is above parody? Probably not. If it's done well. I mean, uh, certainly one of my favorite British sitcoms of all time is Alo Alo which takes place in uh occupied France in World War II and there are French people and there are Nazis and Hitler is mentioned a lot and um you know it's a wacky comedy uh, the part of the charm of it is is that even though there are French people and German people and English people in the show and they all speak English that we understand to each other they're all speaking their native language and so there's miscommunications because they don't actually understand each other so i think it you know the it's a, it's a layer of clever that goes on top of just making uh you know hitler jokes but uh so it can work if it's done well and like you said jojo rabbit you know in the modern era certainly uh it was well received in a lot of circles although you know taiki Waititi was not originally going to play hitler but he was couldn't get anyone to do it <laughs> so
1: you know imagine that
0: yeah i get it i get it but yeah uh by all accounts this was just this was just not done well and and not well received obviously um one episode and uh and uh yeah i mean you know it it just it just doesn't work i mean you can what are you gonna invite them over to, for a dinner party and then mention that there's something wrong with your oven and you have to cancel I mean, oh, it's, it's not...
1: or your shower yeah there's just yeah, a lot no there.
0: no Oh, no, I'm just a painter, a local painter. That's all I do. Eva, <laughs> Eva, ever, ever. Go, get, go get the guns. No. Uh, Stay yeah, in wait. art school, everybody. Yes. Stay in art school. Indeed, indeed. Hogan's but, Heroes.
1: I just watched some Hogan's Heroes last night. Hey,
0: the Faulty Towers episode about called The Germans. Classic stuff. You can make jokes about this stuff. I'm not saying that any topic is off limits, except apparently G.I. Jane, <laughs> too. But, you know. Um. <laughs> get that name out of your mouth. All right. So let's move on. We all we all understand, and you knew. So one in three shot. All right. So uh, let's go down to our candid camera hypnotist, Peter Powers. What a silly name. Uh, Peter Powers, uh, he was, he filmed like three or four episodes of this show, but only one made it to air because he did, in fact, host a speeding event where he hypnotized a man to. Decided to marry an alpaca in the first episode, oh. uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's ironic because it was October fifteenth, which is my anniversary. But uh, so kudos, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, uh, episodes that were in the can and never made it to air were tricking tricking heterosexual women to gay marrying, because that's a hoot and a half. Uh, and, uh, yeah, oh, that person you're doing yoga with? No, she's actually one of the Cardassians. Ha, ha, hee, hee, ha, ha, ho, 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 and ha. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, but then again, you know, uh, impractical jokers and ridiculousness are on, like, 56,000 times a day, and people enjoy those shows. I never got into jackass either, so, you know humor it's subjective uh so maybe it was hilarious maybe it was knee slapper, gone berserk yeah. but I'll, yeah i'll just stick to darren brown <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm not big on pranks and stuff. I do enjoy brain. There's a show called brain games that looks into sort of how the brain works and visual, yeah. you know, images and illusions and things. So I'm down for that. And, you know, like I said, I've been to see a mentalist live, I enjoy seeing how all of that goes. But uh, the combination of hypnotism and trickery, for lack of a better term, maybe not so much.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. You 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 could get away with it. Uh, you know, Punk's worked on 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 a level because. I, I it was celebrities who were getting practical jokes so uh, you know that's and candid camera of course we all know candy camera was was around for for ages and some of them delightful yeah uh, you know uh you know when you when you start doing milgram's experiment on them and stuff <laughs> okay maybe not yeah <laughs> maybe when it do, turns you know. to
1: a thing where you've got to get sort of fda approval for experimentation on human subjects then maybe reconsider
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, coming up next on Australia Channel Ten, it's the Stanford Prison Experiment gone wild. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I
1: mean, think. Australians are sort of cavalier and and rogue in that way, so you know they've they got their own thing going. On. It's a vibe, as the kids it, say. It's a vibe.
0: It is a vibe indeed. We've narrowed it down to two, or you've narrowed it down to two, and I've just followed along in your footsteps. But I think now it's time where the uh, where the plum meets the pudding, or. The rubber meets the road, or I don't know some random who has. So you, Heather, believe that turn it off. Hosted by Tim Conway and airing on February fifth, nineteen sixty nine, is the fiction. And Heather, this is the fiction. <gasps> huzzah! 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 The crowd goes wild. However, it's not as ridiculously off the mark as you might think. Do tell. But yes, Tim Conway indeed hosted a television show on ABC on February 5th, 1969. It was not called Turn It Off. It was called Turn On. And it was based on a Laugh-In. It was kind of like ABC's version of, of Laugh-In. And... uh Tim Conway happened to be the guest host of this episode. Uh, Much like Saturday Night Live has the guest host each week. This was going to have a a regular series of of skit-based performances, and he was going to uh, introduce them and and participate. Uh, Apparently... Much as I uh, mentioned, uh, the complaints started coming in immediately, Uh, there were some risque language, some maybe insensitive for the time skits, or at least uh, certainly according to uh, some people, stations quit airing the show uh, before the first commercial break, Uh, Cleveland, Ohio being one of those stations. We decided that it was much better just to uh, air the emergency broadcast system for 25 minutes rather than have to uh, have their audience endure what they clearly hated with a passion. So in an essence, if you turned on the show late, you might have been screaming, turn it off, because all you heard was that high pitched note for 25 minutes on ABC in Cleveland, Ohio on that date.
1: Yeah, that's tough. When the you know the the screen with the colored bars and that high pitched whistle is the better option. How dare we show America a woman provocatively eating a banana? It will be much better for us to assault their eyes and ears with uh, an alert, a noise meant to alert instinctually on a subconscious level the human being so thank you for for sparing us there abc wow it was truer than i would have expected and uh oh, that's what makes this show great
0: yeah uh, ironically ironically this was a wednesday night and uh this was replacing peyton place on the schedule <laughs> so why are there dickers in the twist over a comedy show uh, Peyton place Whew, a little bit you know, for the time also you know subject matter I'm, I'm just saying yeah, no account for taste or, or lack thereof I'm sure they got they got some complaints the next week in Cleveland where's that show I liked from last week bars and town <laughs> bring back the test pattern uh, yeah which means Heather congratulations you you are victorious uh, means that beware of dog was indeed true uh, Animal Planet thought, hey, we can't just get away with showing nature docs 24-7, 365. No, we got to do some scripted programming. Uh, they created a show called Beware of Dog, uh, which basically had a, a dog talking to us, but not to the characters on the show who just saw it as a regular dog. Um, but this dog was so smart that it faked an injury, faked, basically faked getting hit by their car so that they would take it home <laughs> with them. <laughs> and 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 adopt him as as their as their family pet, um, and they were going to take him to the pound, but uh, luckily he he went out uh, followed their son Mark who was accosted by a neighborhood gang of hoodlums and and <laughs> barked a little bit and they ran away so they said oh he's he's a good dog he'll stay with us wacky sitcom ha 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 and of course the voice of Jack provided by Park Bench. <laughs>
1: I, I continue the- just to be astonished.
0: <laughs> Which is what I thought for sure would probably push a lot of our listeners over the edge, saying that cannot possibly, there cannot be someone named Park Bench who voiced a dog. It's just
1: too, it's so appropriate and and just so on the nose that you think cannot possibly be real. But I alluded to that internet name of the year contest um, that, that, at least pre, in the before times, they would go through all of these names. And again, some of them were were punny, kind of punny like this one. Some of them were just unusual spellings and whatnot. And there's there's a lot of humanity out there and a lot of interesting. I mean, we can't all be Iceland, right, where you've got to pick your names out of a book and the ones on the list are the only ones that are allowed. Um, we have a lot of freedom in naming worldwide and, you know, it. it ends up in situations like this and i'm not going to make a value judgment i'm just going to say that park bench is or at least was a a real person in the world park bench if you're listening um you know hello and and thank you for your thank thank you for your work on an animal planet short-lived scripted program indeed yeah a lot
0: of lot of, I used to uh used to go through the new freshman in the college basketball uh starting class and pick out some more interesting names one of my favorite ones was scientific map it that was a person? Po- yeah I used to be a basketball person quite we're, we're talking we're talking 30 30 35 years ago but yeah scientific map was a good one fabulous flornoy I remember that one too yeah you know this is even before we go into the Elon Musk type names that are out there
1: you know and I'm, I'm wondering is the eventual evolution of this, we're all just emoji, we're all just symbols. You know, Prince was, as in many ways, ahead of his time when he said, Just I am represented by this graphic and not by any bound by any confines of the English language or another script.
0: It's true, it's true, but unlike a Prince song, we did not watch you fall. You stood in the name of love and you rocked them all. Uh, much sad warfare from you, Heather. Congratulations, you. Sussed out the fiction. You are victorious. Congratulations. Before I kick you out of my hot seat, is there anything you'd like to say to your adoring audience who are pleased with your performance? Anything you'd like to pimp, plug, shout out? The floor, as they say, as always, is yours.
1: Well, I am, as ever, delighted to have spent a little more time in the hot seat. It's always a fun time when I'm here. Um, I can be found on social media at Girl Bureaucrat, and I'm not going to spell that for you because you should know how to spell the word bureaucrat on your own by now. You all are grownups. Um, as far as things to plug, not mine, but I would like to just share my excitement that baseball is here. So if you have a team, a local team, a childhood, hometown team, a whoever team, pick a team, find a team, support your team. Have hot dogs or uh, the beverage of your choice while watching a game. There's nothing that um, soothes my spirit more than just having a baseball game on, even in the background. Just that sound of the crowd, crack of the bat, all of those statistics and the announcers and all of that. does uh, it does good for my soul, so I am glad to have baseball
0: back. Indeed. And if you want to play fantasy baseball, you can do that on ESPN.com slash fantasy. What a company show I am, turned out to be. Boy, that was unexpected. But, uh, yeah, sure, go for it. Uh, <laughs> you find expert analysis from Tristan H. Cockroft and Eric Carabelle, uh can be found there. All right, Heather, get out the hot seat. You're done. Stick and fork in you. Be gone! Back to the land of... Uh, Roblo and samurai and at least again at least i didn't force you to spin around like a gyroscope because you know that's 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 not mine for those of you out there listening thank you for doing so uh you can join our fan group at beat my guest the Fan hot seat on facebook and if you'd like to contribute to the cause we ain't gonna say no to that it's patreon.com slash beat my until the next time we will be back with another episode soon until then thank you for listening take care and bye-bye did you beat our guest or did our guest beat you tell us all about it on facebook at beat my guest, the fans' hot seat if you'd like to help contribute to the cause and help make more episodes possible we ain't gonna say no to that find us at patreon.com slash and if you liked what you heard spread the word this is absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.